Welcome to Staying Healthy Naturally. I'm your host, Dr. Gary Krakoff. I have my degree in naturopathic medicine and am a pharmacist at Johnson Compounding and Wellness in Waltham, Mass. Today's episode is about functional lab tests to shape a personalized health plan to achieve optimal health. This is part one where Bridget Carroll, our functional dietitian, will discuss some of the lab tests that are available to help zero in on some of your imbalances. Next week we'll be releasing part two where I'll be talking about tests for D different DNA SNPs and also the organic acid test and the adrenal stress test. With the results of these tests from, from part one and part two, we can help you put together a treatment plan or a supplement plan that can help you optimize your health. Thank you very much for tuning in, and remember, part two will be available next week. We offer the labs because it helps us do our job better and get you feeling better. We don't upcharge on the labs. And so you can see all the different combinations from that lab. This is just one of about nine different companies. Yeah. And so we have access to an awful lot of labs. Um, some of them you're better off, some labs you're better off going to the doctor. A regular blood profile, your doctor should run. The insurance covers it, you can get it done right at the office. Some of the labs, um, we're just going to talk about some of the GI tests, and it's night and day. And, you know, so some things aren't better off if there's a problem and the regular test didn't work, expanding the test. Yes? Could you go over, like, which ones we could ask a doctor that might be paid for? Well, it really, out of these, like on this one, the doctor can do the, let's say, the female hormone panel or a complete thyroid panel. That's the TSH, the T4, the free T3, reverse T3, the antibodies. Unfortunately, most of the doctors are just doing TSH. Yeah. And they can do the others, uh -huh. but a lot of times the insurance or the practice is frowning upon it, uh -huh. and so they don't. Mm -hmm. So it's really, what I would say is, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Ask the doctor, push back a little bit, and if mm -hmm. they don't do it, the nice thing is, now it's available. Yeah. Some other ones that just come to mind that I usually have my clients ask for, vitamin D, B12, um, red blood cell magnesium, red blood cell zinc. Those are yeah. really good tests that they can use. And those are those are very basic Thank you. tests. Now the vitamin D, we still have, we get some patients coming in and they say the doctor says there's no need to test your vitamin D, just go outside a little bit. But even the World Health, the National Institute of Health says the majority of people are low on D, and D isn't just the bones, it's the skin, it's our mood, it's in a lot of the enzyme pathways. And another thing to think about, and then I'll turn it over to Bridget, yeah. she's going to kick it off. There's ranges, whenever you get a lab, it gives you a number and there's a range. And the computer looks, if you're below the lowest or above the <coughs> highest, it's out of whack, otherwise you're normal. That range is where about 70% of the people tested fall. So if you think about thyroid levels, you, I don't want to be in the lower or the higher end of the range of people who have a thyroid problem. I want to be where, this doesn't sound right, but where normal people with a normal thyroid are. Also with thyroid, 
I, my normal for, let's say, T3 could be at the high end of normal. That's why it's a range. Bridget's normal could be at the very bottom. If our levels were reversed, our doctors might say, thyroid isn't an issue. You're both, you're both you know, you're normal. But I would be, you know, if I was high and I'm at hers, I wouldn't be able to get out of my way, and she would be bouncing off the wall, never going to sleep. Right. So another thing, once you find a level, a question that should be asked, or if you take something to, to help the body change a level, the most important question is, and now how do you feel? Because mm -hmm. especially with thyroid, you want to be in there somewhere, but when you take thyroid hormone after a month, six weeks, you should feel better. If you don't, just because you're in the normal range doesn't mean the thyroid's balanced. So it's how you feel is very important. And with that, um, do all of, all of you know Bridget? Okay, Bridget, um, Bridget joined us um, at Johnson's about nine months, months, 10 nine months, months ago. Or maybe a year, she's a, year ago. She's a yeah. functional dietitian, which my first question was, you know, when I was introduced to her, what the heck is a functional diet? I know what functional medicine is, and I know what a dietitian is. What I love about working with Bridget is she's a functional dietitian. She's not going to tell you, eat a piece of protein the size of your hand, have all the food groups, and cut down on your calories and exercise more. She might tell you that also, <laughs> but she works with each person with the labs to find out what's out of balance and what can we do for you personally with your lifestyle and how things are going everything is like we're doing with the compounding like I do everything is about you it's not this is what we learned in school you fit into box A B or C so it's fascinating working with her because we bounce questions off each other we refer our, our clients back and forth and it just expands what we do when we're having a ball. Yeah. I turn it over to Bridget. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's good to see, I've done probably like five lectures here already, but it's good to see new faces every time I do one. Um, so Gary was kind of saying something about my background, but while we're going through this, um, I got into this field because I had a lot of imbalances and my big thing <coughs> Um, was that my doctors weren't listening to me. So kind of um, what Gary was talking about, I had normal um, test results, but I felt really bad. And that started when I was young and went all the way to when I was in college. Um, and got into functional medicine. One of my best friends was working at the Cleveland Center for Functional Medicine with Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, and then I interned with him, which was phenomenal, um, his dietitian. So um, really changed my whole world. Um, but today we're going to talk about functional medicine lab testing. It's going to be pretty specific and um, to the labs. Um, the thing is, though, when you're thinking about these, sure, we could run all of these, but that would probably make our heads go crazy um, if we got too much data about ourselves. The big thing is sitting down with Gary and I and figuring out what's the first step for you um, and uh, prioritizing for you and personalizing it. So what I like to do before all my lectures is just to center us in this room. So if we can all shut our eyes for a moment, put our feet on the floor, just maybe take a deep breath, do a little scan. How are you feeling this evening? And bring yourself into this room, ready to learn. And we'll all take a deep breath in, into the belly and out through the nose. 
We'll do one more. Deep breath in. And up. Now you can open your eyes. And I know we have a yoga teacher in the room, <laughs> or yogi. Um, but I just like to do that. I'm not trained in it or anything, but it kind of just feels centering. Um, so we're first going to talk about what is functional medicine. Is everyone pretty um, familiar with this term? No. 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 Okay. Well, great. Um, so functional medicine is a little bit different than conventional medicine. Um, it tries to get at the root cause of dysfunction. And what does that mean? So if you go to the doctor and you get your cholesterol levels done and your cholesterol levels are off, really off, what would they do for you? Take drugs. Medicine, drugs, maybe talk about diet. If you're lucky, it's probably not the right information. Um, but they're gonna put a Band-Aid on that. Instead of trying to learn more about what's going on inside your body and what's causing that dysfunction. Because what um, Gary was kind of talking about, what's um, imbalanced with me or what's imbalanced with him, we could both have the same different levels, say we're, both of our cholesterol levels are off, but what um, each individual person, why it's off is um, different. So you have to personalize it and you have to go deeper. Our medical model is does not allow doctors the time to do this. It's not their fault. But also education needs to change. Um, and even in the years that I've been in practice, I do see the medical model changing a little bit. Um, but it's still not there. And I think um, that's gonna take a really long time. So it not only looks at nutrition, as a dietitian, I not only look at nutrition, but the lifestyle piece. So that's movement, um, stress management, and um, supplementation. So that's a big piece of it, looking at imbalances in the body through nutrients. And that's gonna be the first test that I talk about. Um, and really what Gary and I are trying to get people to achieve is optimal health. Not just feeling okay, but feeling great. And I think that's something each one of us can achieve no matter of our imbalances or even genetics that Gary's gonna go into. So we have this stress cup and I use this example with clients all the time. Every day our cup is filled up. What fills up our stress cup? Some of us might be thinking stress like mental stress and emotional stress, but there are other things that stress the body like being sedentary or over-exercising. Some of my 20-something-year-olds, they kind of fit into that. Um, uh, poor nutrition, or maybe it's a gut imbalance where they're not absorbing all that good nutrition they're putting in, so that's another stress, gut health and nutrient balance. What about sleep? So important. So four hours of sleep are for the mental rejuvenation, and then four hours are for the physical rejuvenation. So if we're cutting into that at any point, that's a stress on the body. It's either not allowed to physically heal itself from all the digestion it's been doing all day and all the movement, or mentally, maybe you're not at capacity. So that's another stressor. So if we were to do our stress cup, okay, I'll use myself as an example. Um, so last night, maybe I got seven and a half hours of sleep. And then today I got here at 9 a.m. and I haven't exercised at all today. Actually, I've been sitting a lot, so that's another stressor on my body. Maybe this stressor is a little bit lower. I always prioritize nutrition. It would be a little <coughs> hypocritical if I didn't. Uh, but I had some extra caffeine, and then I'm leaving for a trip tomorrow, so I'm a little stressed. 
say that, and then I'm overflowing. What does this overflowing cup mean? When the cup overflows, we see symptoms. And I have my clients think about this. What are your symptoms? Um, what are my symptoms today? I guess I don't really have many today. <laughs> but from day to day, this can change. It might be a headache. That's your symptom. Or when you go to the doctor and your blood work is a little bit off, your cholesterol, your vitamin D, um, maybe your cortisol levels are off, your stress hormone. These are symptoms of this cup overflowing. And when we think about imbalances, and Gary and I are gonna go to in very in-depth tests, we wanna go back to the stress cup. Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Kind of more of a simplistic way of thinking of imbalances. So what do these imbalance, this cup overflowing lead to? What are these imbalances? I see a lot of clients with gut imbalances. Weight gain or weight loss can be a symptom of overflowing. Depression and anxiety is on the rise, very much related to gut health. Um, but again, a sign of it overflowing. Headaches and migraines, pain anywhere. Um, the syndromes, syndromes are, are huge. Chronic fatigue syndrome um, is a really big one that I see. But what is the underlying root cause? It's going back to the cup and getting more information. And when I think of the root cause, an acronym that I use is STAIN. Um, and STAIN, those things are gonna be the things that fill up your cup. So stress, whether it be physical, mental, or emotional. Toxins, environmental toxins, right? There's a statistic that a woman puts over 100 chemicals on her skin before she leaves the house. Adverse food reactions, gluten, dairy are the biggest here. There's tons of research on it and I can go more in depth um, with you if you'd like. Infections, so um, had a client this morning who had mono when she was in eighth grade. She's in her 50s now and still has the Epstein-Barr virus, so viruses and infections. We can also think gut infections here, things like SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, parasites, different things that are gonna stress the body out. And then nutrition deficiencies. Um, we don't eat as well as we used to. There's a lot more access to processed foods. I think that's changing a little bit, which is exciting. But also there's research out there that the food that we eat is about 40 to 50 times is less nutrient dense than it was less than a century ago. So that's crazy. We could all be eating a really healthy diet, um, but what it, is that food, is that soil coming from? It, it's kind of hard. So then what's the difference between functional medicine lab testing? Gary touched on it a little bit, but functional medicine lab testing really tries to get at the root cause of the dysfunction um, and tries to show the imbalances. It also helps Gary and I come up with a lifestyle plan, um, and sometimes it's in phases. So we might start one thing and do some testing and start some supplement protocols, lifestyle changes, then do another test. And it's an ongoing, um, ongoing plan and really trying to achieve optimal health, feeling really good so that stress cup isn't overflowing. An important thing um, to know, Gary and I try to really meet our clients where they're at. So you could come in and um, we're not gonna try and change your day, your life in a day. Um, so it might be small changes, but really effective changes. That's what we're really working towards. So conventional lab testing, like Gary said, the reference ranges are made for 70% of the population. 
and they're not for optimal health. For um, If people are outside of the range, it's for the death and dying. Hospitals use these um, to see really big imbalances. Imbalances should be very uncommon, but we see cholesterol, glucose and sugar, A1C, insulin, vitamin D, those are all often things that are pretty off. Um, and it doesn't get to the why. If a I go back to cholesterol because it's one that you know our doctors run every year. If cholesterol is off, we really don't know the why behind it. Um, and what conventionally is done is changing fat intake. But we now know with more research, there's a lot more to it than just that. You go back to the stress cup. What's causing the body imbalance? Could some of it be just genetic? Um, I would say no, and Gary's going to talk more on the genetics, but a very small percentage have the Because you familial. see it running in families. What's that? You see certain things running mm -hmm. in families. Yeah, the APOE gene is a big one, and Gary's genetic expert. APOE is big, and there's a couple different SNPs that you can have, and the 4-4, it's called, um, is the most risk for cardiovascular attacks, high cholesterol. Um, and I think it's 10 to 20% of the population has that. But epigenetics is what turns that SNP on or off. Epigenetics are the lifestyle piece. So the lifestyle really turns it on or off. Um, yeah, so hope. And some of the conventional lab testing is really helpful. Your doctor can also run it, or I can run it too through insurance, and it's pretty inexpensive. So I just have a, a question about a test. So mm -hmm. I just went through some testing and I was the low side of normal. Yeah. I am having issues. Yeah. So how do you know what's the right right level for you? You find a practitioner that will help you dive deeper. Is maybe some articles online, but really finding a practitioner that's going to work with you and for you because um, it really should be centered around how you feel. If you feel like something's off, they should be delving deeper, although they might have not, not have the resources to do so. Yeah, well, because so. I went to hematologist, which goes, you're the low side of normal, so that's it. Yeah, yeah. And we find, too, it's um, kind of hard, too, with specialists because they're in a silo. So they're only thinking about their organ system. You know, you go to a GI, you go to a hematologist. Yeah, and they're all thinking about that one thing. But you have to have someone that's going to put together all the pieces and think about every organ system. Um, and that's too what functional medicine is 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 a systems approach, um, using all the organs together and um, all the systems. So really finding a practitioner, I think. Yeah, I know it's, it's not it's a hard, good, right? It's hard. Yeah. So functional medicine, when you know you're trying to find someone. We have a whole, if it's not Gary or I, we have a whole lot of people that specialize in other things and specialize in functional medicine. So you can look at the Greater Boston Functional Medicine Group, and there are probably 50 practitioners in the Boston area with different specialties. Oop. Okay, so this is, um, Genova Diagnostics is one of the test companies that we use. This is my favorite test that I wish insurance would cover on just about everyone. Um, it's the most comprehensive test to find nutrient deficiencies, fatty acid deficiencies, protein deficiencies. Um, and the list goes on. Heavy metals it'll also look at. So mercury, which is a lot in fish, in our fillings. You can see if that's steeping into the system. It also looks a little bit at digestive health, which is helpful. 
if and it really gives us a place of where do we start so this is kind of um, like I said something I wish I could run on everyone um, and I'd love to do it yearly I do it on myself yearly yeah is that the O test or is that it's different? O it has the O test so the O is the organic acids test it's metabolites so the end products in our urine um, but it's the oat test plus um, blood. Okay. So it's more comprehensive than just the organic acids test, which is also a test that Gary and I run very often. The oat test um, doesn't <coughs> include, though, a heavier look on nutrition. Um, what this adds in is um, amino acids, so the building blocks of proteins, making sure you're breaking down and absorbing well, um, heavy metals and detoxification. Um, but it's an excellent test as well. And we can add on vitamin D to that, which is really helpful. So everyone should be doing it, but who's it most important for? Anyone with a syndrome where we don't really know where to start? Um, IBS is a great place. Fatigue, um, probably a majority of my clients are fatigued. So that's, it's really good to see. Is it a nutrition deficiency? Are you having trouble breaking down or absorbing nutrients? Um, I use it too with all of my athletes. It's really great um, to look at for them. And then if you have you know, something a little off like the cholesterol, it's really helpful to look at for cardiovascular risk. Um, and we'll look a little in depth. So this is the front page of the NutriVal results. This would be a very good result. I, most people are more imbalanced than that. Um, so if we look in the green, that's normal level. So we see our antioxidants at the top doing pretty darn good, actually doing really well with B vitamins, minerals, and um, vitamin D, there's a high need there. Um, is there a little? No. Um, but this is a really good test result, so not many changes that I would do with this person. The second, yeah? If you did do that test, you just um, don't use the vitamins that you're using? Right. There. So there's two different ways to do it. Yep. Yeah. Each vitamin has a different half-life to it, so how long it takes to get rid of in the body. Um, what I recommend for people is to top, stop taking most supplements that this will test um, for two weeks. But if there are things that are making them feel really good, some people actually want to see how their body's doing with the supplements if they've been taking them for a long time. Mm. One very specifically is omega-3 um, fish oil. So it'll test for that too and I just say just stay on it. We want to know what your body's doing with the amount that you're taking. So the second page goes a little bit more in depth into each specific nutrient. For example, these are two antioxidants, vitamin A and vitamin C. The first uh, bullet point will tell you what it's important in, what um, in the body. The second one says if you have a deficiency, what it might um, look like in the body. The third one also talks about deficiency. And then the fourth bullet, which is one of my favorites, really looks at food sources. For most people, if they're in the red, supplementation is definitely needed. And even a lot of times in the yellow to get the body back into balance. Um, Again, really individual. You know, are you really tired and all your B vitamins are in the yellow? That might be something where we um, kind of want to amp that up. And also looking at genetics, which Gary will go into. 
So, um, like Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. That's why I really like that section, because um, we can really use that as creating a specialized, individualized grocery list for you. And this is one part of the test that looks at um, gut function. So this test is 13 pages long. So all the words to the left, you're not going to know what those mean. That's what you have me for or Gary for, um, is to interpret those to you, for you and put a plan together. What I really make sure that's important though is you understand the why. If we're putting together a protocol, you need to know why we're doing it. Why am I taking this multivitamin? And this test helps explain that and also um, helps prioritize for you what's more important. Um, it's very interesting that a lot of yeast and bacterial dysbiosis happens with a lot of uh, people with imbalances, the gut is really the center of health, and we'll talk about the stool test, but this will give us um, a starting point. Where do we need to go next? Like I said, it's 13 pages long, and I just wanted to highlight a couple different things for you, but this is the omega-3 index. We all know um, omega-3s, fish oil, very anti-inflammatory and um, supplementation in research is a little controversial because ever again everyone's very different so you have to use a study of just yourself an n equals one study where you're the only person in the study so um, it'll look at your balance of omega-6s to omega-3s omega-6s in, are in a lot of processed foods um, in meats while omega-3s are in things like flax and um, fatty fish. So for this person, we really want to prioritize omega-3s. If we look at the bottom number, omega-3 index, this is the most researched um, factor in cardiovascular health, So more so than cholesterol. So really what we should be running is an omega-3 index. That should be above 8. So for this person, I would recommend at least 2 to 4 grams of both EPA and DHA as a supplement. Grams? You said grams? Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but you have to get to your, you have to get yourself to the therapeutic level. Um, and this really helps us figure out what that is for you. Any questions on the NutraVal test? How much is it? <laughs> Great question, thank you. Um, I didn't include that in your cash price um, is 380. And with insurance, um, I'm able to bill through insurance, it's 179, and then the highest it would ever be is 380. Those with Blue Cross, it, it seems that they pay really well. Um, I've had some clients even get it fully covered. One thing to note when I say insurance though, as a practitioner in Massachusetts, I'm not able to take Medicare. So that's one caveat to insurance. Um, but I think it's, it's so beneficial. I, what I tell people with the prices too, is that I've never run a test and been like that was a wash, it wasn't worth every dime, because it usually really is. Mm -hmm. So next we're gonna talk about my favorite thing, which is stool testing. <laughs> um, and um, I really like to focus on the gut because that's where a lot of my imbalances stemmed from, um, so I can kind of relate, but it's also the center of health. So it's really, really important. We know that 70% of our immune system is in housed in the gut, and so if we have any immune overreactions or an underactive immune system, we know we need to focus on the gut and not just the immune system. 
So how does our gut get damaged? Pretty much our modern lifestyle with antibiotics, ibuprofen overuse, I can think of especially us ladies with our periods, it's a big thing that I see. Um, and speaking of us ladies, birth control too causes leaky gut, so we just got a couple punches there. Um, alcohol, uh, mental and emotional stress can affect the gut via the vagus nerve, so a nerve that stems from the bottom of our brain to our gut and is a bi-directional pathway. So um, if we're feeling stress, it actually sends signals to our gut to change. And then if the gut's in balance, it sends signals to the brain to not feel so good. So we see a huge rise of anxiety and depression, and really where we need to start with that too is also the gut. And pesticides too. And pesticides are kind of like having a low-dose antibiotic all the time, especially chlorine in our water, the same thing. They're meant to kill bacteria, but they're actually killing bacteria in our own gut. So the, there are a lot of different stool tests out here. I found this is my favorite. I get the best results with, with it. The company is Diagnostic Solutions, um, and it's called the GI Map Stool Test. So it's really an evaluation of your gut microbiome, if we've heard of that word. So it looks at the good bacteria. It also looks at bad bacteria. It looks at other things like parasites, um, and yeast, you know, candida is really um, trending right now with um, in the gut health world and just in general yeast. Um, so the people that will benefit from this are people with IBS. And I use IBS in quotes because if you're feeling a little crappy, of course you have an irritable bowel, right? That's um, kind of what the medical system has used to term not feeling well digestively just so they can have bill insurance. They need, they need a diagnosis to place on um, the imbalances, but it's really just a set of symptoms, just like every disease. Um, but it's very important for those so with IBS, but also things like um, immune system imbalances, so um, things like eczema and psoriasis, especially um, any skin imbalances, rosacea, I see a lot is related to yeast or bacterial overgrowth. Um, I have a lot of clients who are autistic, so that's really important. Again, that gut-brain connection, focusing on that. And then just to prevent any imbalances. So this is one part of the stool test. This is our normal bacteria flora. So this is bacteria that we want. And we see this person's a little imbalanced in two specifically, and then one's a little high. So for these two, um, we wanna look at boosting um, good bacteria. How do we do that? Fermented foods, um, probiotics, targeted probiotics, if we see lactobacillus is pretty darn low. Um, and different prebiotics, so things that feed good bacteria. But again, we have to look at the full picture. I wouldn't wanna add a ton of onions and garlic, things that feed good bacteria, if onions and garlic have always made them feel bad because they have a bacterial overgrowth. Does that kind of make sense? Mm -hmm. So you can't just look at this one thing and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do. So those are the good, here are the bad. Wow. And these are called opportunistic bacteria. So what this means is given the opportunity, they will overgrow. And a lot of these have research behind them. If we look, we have uh, overgrowth bacteria. The second piece here is potential autoimmune triggers. A lot of these specific bacteria have been researched to trigger autoimmunity. 
autoimmunity are things like rheumatoid arthritis, Hashimoto's, and more, um, which are also on the rise. It'll look at um, candida and different fungi and yeast as well. These specifically cause a lot of imbalance, especially brain fog, fatigue, pain, um, in joints, anxiety. Um, and so we want to look at the whole picture here. For this person, they had low, good bacteria, <coughs> high, bad bacteria. What Gary and I call this is a dysbiosis, an imbalance of good and bad bacteria. And then between these two pages, there's, so we have the good, the bad, and we have really ugly. We also look at things like worms and parasites, which you would think are very uncommon, but can be quite common. I'll share with you a quick story. I have a um, four-year-old client. Mom has been to every single doctor, all the top five doctor, pediatric doctors in Boston, and he's had chronic C. diff. Do we know what that is? No. It's an infection, a bacterial infection that typically only happens in the hospital, mm -hmm. um, and it can be fatal. Mm -hmm. So um, you don't usually see it in the normal population. So this four-year-old has chronic C. diff. No one can get rid of it. He's been on antibiotics his whole life. And then his mom, I'm kind of, at times, can be a last resort, which is also kind of fun when we have a lot of good success. Um, but we did this stool test, and he had a worm that was housing the bacterial infection. That's why they could not, for three and a half years of his life, get rid of this infection. We got rid of the worm, we got rid of the C. diff he had had for 95% of his life. Yeah, you Right, that felt good. The mom was like, oh my gosh, all the doctors couldn't find this. And not that I'm better than a doctor, because we're not, but I just like to look deeper, and we have this tool. If I can just throw in, a lot yeah. of times you have a stool test from the doctor and they say no there's nothing wrong there's nothing growing there but you have to remember that's right and it's wrong they only know that what they tested for isn't there but the things that weren't tested could be there and you can't test for everything but we have to broaden the range a little bit absolutely yeah that's such a good point because some people will come in and I'll say okay I want to do a stool test and they'll say well I had one at the doctor I go back, I look what the doctor drew is three parasites. This is four pages long. So um, it's just a really good tool. This last page too really gets in depth of gut health. So it looks at enzymes and stomach acid, how you break down and absorb food in the gut, which is very important. You wanna make, make sure you're absorbing what you're eating. Detoxification, specifically of estrogens. So that's getting rid of some sex hormones um, that you need to get rid of. If you were not detoxifying your estrogens well, you would have hormonal imbalances, things like weight gain specifically in the um, thighs. You'd have really bad PMS if you're a woman. Men, you could have man boobs. Um, so those are some symptoms of hormonal imbalances. It also looks at a little bit of microscopic blood. You're gonna look at the immune response. So if the immune system's under or overreacting, I see a lot of people who have had a lot of imbalances for a while and their immune system shot. So it was high for a long time trying to fight, 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 and now it's low. So we have to support that low immune system. It'll also look at one, yeah? Question, um, I may have missed this at the beginning, but yeah. I'm seeing that the, the gluten uh, pre-markers or whatever these are, um, it's a very small sliver of the whole picture of, totally. of gut health. Yeah, correct? the gluten, 
piece specifically? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yes. And this is even such a small sliver of looking at gluten sensitivity. Okay. So I use an even more in-depth test, so I'm glad you asked, to look at gluten sensitivity. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if this comes up, I really like to see it under 50, so this person's doing awesome. People even on a gluten-free diet, I can see it in the 200s. Oh. And that, their immune system is really crazy overreacting to even cross-reactivity. And they might not have any... Um, I can actually think of a client recently who said, I have no gut symptoms when I have gluten. She was in the 200s, and we are testing her for celiac now. So, yes, it's just one small piece. You want to look at 20 different markers for gluten, but this kind of gives us a one small part of that. Um, calprotectin is going to um, look at inflammation specifically in the gut, and um, this is what doctors use. This is often tested a lot in the doctor's office. This will tell you... Um, if you need, if you have enough inflammation to be, to have a colonoscopy and to be tested for IBDs. Um, zonulin is all as a marker of leaky gut. Have we heard this term? Um, so it's where the intestines are permeable. So our, we have a one cell wall from um, our gut to the rest of our body. And it's supposed to um, be permeable, selectively permeable. So for some things it opens because it needs to get into the system. Gluten though is something that will cause it to constantly be open. And if it's constantly open, then we see food sensitivities, which are also wildly on the rise. So it'll actually look at if you have leaky gut. Because a lot of us have heard about that, but we can see if you actually have it. Um, and that's kind of illustrating what leaky gut is. You want really tight junctions, and if your gut is not tight, if those junctions aren't tight, um, then we see an inflammatory response every single time you eat, which for some of us might be three times a day, but for a lot of us, it's many more than that. Uh, one other test I'm just going to quickly go through. A lot of most, com yeah? How much was the um, previous test you were talking about? How much is it? Yeah. So with insurance, um, it is 179. Cash price is 300. If we decide to add on zonulin, I believe it's 350. That's the stool test. The stool test, exactly. Yep. 179 with insurance. Yep. And PPOs, they'll only bill for PPOs. Um, and then you can always call your insurance if you know. We want to do that test and do the procedure code. You give them a procedure code and they'll give you exactly how much it will cost. But 179 is the copay. Uh, Genova Diagnostics is the company that does the NutriVal. They do, a, has anyone heard of SIBO? Small intestine bacterial overgrowth? So it's overgrowth in the small intestine, which is higher up on our body than our large intestine. The stool test is looking at our large intestine, so our colon. Um, but the SIBO test is looking if bacteria has migrated up into the small intestine. Some symptoms we'd see here are upper abdominal bloating, gas or stool that smells like sulfur, kind of like eggy. Um, a lot of burping, um, floating stool is another big one. Um, acid reflux, you might see weight loss. Um, sometimes you even see weight gain. And then vitamin deficiencies. So if they were to run a B12, and say it's off, that could be a reason. Um, as far as pricing for this, while it's on my mind, is $199 um, without insurance. 
I'm not sure what it changed. It just changed, so I don't, I'm not sure what it is with insurance. This is kind of more, this is much more specific. So you're saying that, that um, acid reflux could be due to uh, B12 deficiency? Um, kind of the opposite. Uh. Um, B12 deficiency could be due to acid reflux. And the re there's a couple different reasons of why that could be, but it could be that you're not, you don't have enough stomach acid. Um, so actually, a lot, a misconception in the medical community is that if you have acid reflux, you have high stomach acid, when actually it's usually the opposite. Yeah. Usually you don't have enough stomach acid, but other things that can cause acid reflux are SIBO and um, parasites in H. pylori. I was just thinking, my son's a vegetarian, and I know vegetarians have a problem with B12. Yeah. He has a problem with acid reflux, so that's why I asked that question. Oh, oh. Um, talk to me after. There's something. Yeah, but it wouldn't be, he's actually just ingesting not much B12. So for him, it's kind of, it would be a different thing. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and this is what a breath test looks like. Um, the doc, this is one that doctors will run. It tests two different gases in the gut. Um, so you drink um, lactulose. It's a sh sugar that your body can't um, digest. And then it, you blow into a, it's a breath test. So you blow into a tube and it tests the gases. Um, so this is a positive one. You don't really need to know this. Um, the hydrogen was high, um, and then methane was medium. So methane is typically what I see with constipated clients, whereas hydrogen is with more diarrhea-based clients. Um, something, too, that we didn't really put up here, I do do food sensitivity testing, but I prefer to do stool testing first. And the reason is a lot of times it's not the food going into the gut, but it's actually the environment of the gut itself. Um, food sensitivities are huge and very important, but the environment sometimes is more important. 